So basically, most of the history of Roe v. Wade um, and abortion in the United States uh, comes from Roe v. Wade. Uh, the decision was made in 1973, but it was argued all through 1971 and 1972. It was a 7-2 to two, uh, decision, um, and the, the court was a majority conservative at the time, um, which not a lot of people know. Um, the decision basically said that um, any undue, uh, undue restriction uh, on the state like side of abortion um, was unconstitutional, which basically meant it, it, un, undue influence is usually the the word that the term that's used, um, which is the term that is mainly argued about nowadays. Because uh, with the recent overturning of Roe v. Wade and the overturning of that president, the main thing that they argued was that uh, undue influence and undue restriction is kind of a subjective term, and certain things don't fall under undue restriction. Um, but something that's interesting is in the entire era of Roe v. Wade since 1973, uh, supportion for abortion, um, supportion, support for abortion has um, never been higher than it is right now. And even in Kansas recently, which is a traditionally red state, state and a conservative state, the citizens voted against a bill that banned abortion because it was uh, taken to the polls. So even though abortion was just overturned, a majority of the U.S. public supports abortion in most cases. Um, but that's basically the history of abortion in the United States. You know, we had to take the stance on whether or not it's like the state or the federal government who has kind of like that final say. And we think the federal government should kind of be that that body that should decide. Mm -hmm. um, and why? I mean, the, you know, we can talk about the supremacy clause, which just says that the federal government takes precedent. They're the people who should be making those big decisions. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the supremacy clause basically means that if we make that decision, it has to be supported. And the only way they wouldn't support it is like uh, if they seceded or something, which wouldn't happen. So that's basically our foundation of saying we are allowed to make these kinds of decisions, which you can even see the other side has used with um, Lindsey Graham recently trying to introduce a national abortion ban, which also uses the supremacy. So exactly. we have there to make the decision. Um, and I mean, I believe it is the federal government's duty to protect human rights when violated by state governments. That's kind of always been the point of the federal government, that was the federalist argument against uh, anti-federalists, where they said that the federal government would restrict rights. They said that they would be able to support and protect rights when state governments violated them. And I feel like this is a clear violation of individual liberties and rights uh, of women in, on the state level. So it's kind of the state's, the, the federal government's job to protect them. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's a part of body autonomy. You know, people should be able to have control over their bodies and what they do with them, and abortion is part of that. You know, this isn't necessarily a thing of, like, whether it's right or wrong, it's abortion is a human right. It is part of controlling your body and what you do with it, and since that right is being taken away by the states, the federal government should be the ones to step in to stop that and to make sure that people are allowed to do what they want with their own personal bodies. Yeah, um, it, it's really interesting that there's a, really a double-sided coin with a lot of the arguments used by anti-abortion 
um, activists because they say, you know, oh, my body, my choice, that argument doesn't make sense. Yet they're also the ones who think that it should be obviously your choice to um, get a COVID-19 shot, for example. Um, that's mm-hmm. which, yeah, I mean, I agree. That's your choice. If you don't want to get one, you shouldn't have to get one. But yet they think that it's the state's job to mandate whether somebody can get an abortion or not. And yet they, they think they should be the ones to make this decision on whether you should get an abortion or not. And yet they're not willing to weep the consequences of, okay, well now that child is there. Are you going to support that child? Are you going to support that mother? Um, are you going to support the foster care system? Because you always hear them make that argument. Oh, fine. If you don't want the child, put them in the uh, uh, put them up for adoption. Well, that system is very much flawed and it's awful. Like I'm really it's, on the brink of collapse. So mm-hmm. that's really a good option. You know, they argue for it so much, but they're what like hundreds of thousands of kids in the foster system that have yes. no homes, no families. You don't see them going out and adopting those kids. Exactly. I mean, it, it's just a, a flawed argument altogether um, and and often being made by people who would have no idea what they're talking about. It's usually old mm-hmm. who, you know, have no idea. Uh, I mean, really about basic biology. Uh, you see some of these these debates and these men have like no idea what they're talking about, about basic woman biology and and they're just making these absurd arguments because they have no idea what they're talking about. And yeah, yet- I feel like if you don't know how a fetus is actually formed, you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to decide whether or not somebody can get an abortion. You know? Yeah, and completely. It's a yeah, it's a complete double standard and bad faith argument, in my opinion. And and you can see in public polls that clearly the majority of the public one does not trust the Supreme Court anymore because of the decision and two supports abortion in most to all cases and you see that even across political party lines so it really just seems like it's the politicians on the certain side of the aisle who are so behind on the issue and um you just have to wonder why why are they not even listening to their own electorate on the issue they're meant to be representing the people and they're just they're doing the complete opposite. They're not. It's they're not even for their own agendas. It's not even Christian anymore. It's really just want. evangelical Christian that that mm-hmm. is so diehard on this issue. Even other sects of Christianity are not so diehard and, and even support abortion in some cases. And yet, the majority is affecting. I mean, the minority is affecting the majority. Um, which is really sad to see. I mean, luckily, as of now, um, the only places that will be affected are um, red states with Republican legislators, which are usually a majority Republican, but still that means it will will affect those who are not Republicans in the state. But with what Lindsey Graham is pushing for in some Senate and Congress Republicans to have a nationwide abortion ban, that would affect even states where they have a vast majority of people who do not support an abortion ban. And then their decision, their whole argument of, oh, well, it should be up to the states is completely gone. I mean, we have seen that. It's completely hypocritical. First, they use that argument to get Roe v. Wade overturned. And now they're arguing to have a nationwide abortion ban, which is just completely going back on their initial argument. So. Yeah, you can't, 
Or just you based can't on practicing. Make a decision and immediately go back on it just to support your own agenda. It's either all or nothing. You know, you can't take something away and then turn around and try to twist it and bring it back, but only for your, only for what you personally want. That's not how it's supposed to work. Yeah, but yet it is how it works, sadly. At least in our current system, the the Senate particularly is often so behind on what the public wants, and especially the Supreme Court as well. I mean, the, they are, are elected to lifelong positions. Some of these Supreme Court justices have been serving since Clinton, since Reagan, since uh, Bush Sr. and Bush Jr., like presidents who have been dead for 20 years, and yet their court picks are still serving on the court. Seems like it's a really flawed system. Um, and I mean, you see clear um, problems with justices too, where you question whether they should still be serving with some of the things that they've done, some of the rulings that they've made, and yet they still, they're still there. Mm -hmm. um, and some of these justices will be serving for another 20 or 30 years, and yet the public very much now does not. So... Yeah, it's, it's all very flawed at this point. Very flawed. And so lesson here is, is make sure you actually vote because yeah. your opinion matters and what you I mean, one, even though the system is very much flawed, it's still the system we have to work in for now. So you might as well try to change.